You're listening to El Ninos, the Tornado Hunters Podcast. Grab a cerveza and turn up those speakers. Yawn, <laughs> man! Whoa! Good driving, Ricky. Oh, there's vehicles underneath it. Oh. It's taking up potholes. All right, welcome to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. With us tonight, we've got our special guest. This is going to sound crazy, but it's Quick Dick McDick. And we're gonna we're gonna spend some time chatting with him and uh, sharing some weather stories. We've also got with us tonight Blake Brown, storm chaser, who's gonna share a really incredible story about his favorite tornado experience. We're gonna be doing some word association later on in the show, and we're also gonna show some videos of tornadoes. Some of them are going to literally blow you away. But first, first of all, let's go to Ricky Forbes. Ricky, where are you tonight, and uh, how are you doing? Yeah, really good. Gregles sitting in Saskatoon at our Blue Moose offices here, and uh, yeah, beautiful evening. Uh, I'd rather be doing something else than hanging out with you, uh, chaps, but hey, you can't win them all, right? <laughs> That's nice, Ricky. Uh, let's go to Cubby. Cubby, what about you? Where are you tonight, and uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. At home in Regina, Saskatchewan, and uh, went golfing yesterday in the rain. 18 holes in the rain. Golf. She's still shining 86, though. Now, listen, there was tornado warnings, and I think tornado reports in Michigan up by Grand Rapids, your hometown uh you get any uh any feedback from the folks about those storms going through tonight no my parents are well in bed by now greg (laughs) (laughs) nick the body how are you doing tonight yeah pretty fair pretty fair excellent man a few words all right you guys ready to get going on this let's uh uh, let's go to our first little segment this is something new that we haven't done before uh but we want to we want to give a shout out to fellow storm chasers, people that we follow, uh, people that we think are pretty awesome within the weather community, whether it's storm chasers, whether it's meteorologists, uh, whether it's just somebody who's a fan of severe weather, but they're a great person to follow. Uh, and why don't we go, Ricky, let's go to you first. Who do you got on your list? Yeah, so two that I would recommend following. And, you know, I'm not sure how I came across them. Uh, but uh, both from across the pond, uh, one from Australia, one from Europe. Uh, the one from Australia, his name's Will Eads. So Will Eads is Australian Whoa, storm Amazing chaser. photographer, hey? Oh, I, every photo is captivating. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so his handle on Instagram is at Will Eads Photography. I promise you uh, it's worth your time to check it out. And so his lightning photography is second to none. Uh, amazing storm chaser. And the next in line would be uh, Marco Korosek. So Marco Korosek, uh, he runs Severe, let me get this wrong, Severe Weather Europe. Uh, but his uh, his own account, he's an award-winning photographer. He's got a Nat Geo Award underneath him. And he takes amazing structure photos. So I'm talking cloud structures, like those alien mothership-looking kind of clouds, amongst other things. But he has some amazing photos with that. And you can find him on Instagram as well uh, at Marco Korosek Net. Uh, so it's at Marco 
CorsecNet, and uh, yeah, amazing photography. Cubby, what about you? Who's on your list? Who do who who should we be following? Well, obviously, one of our guests here tonight, Blake Brown. He's uh, not only a great storm chase, but great photographer. He's always in the shit, uh, which I can uh, tip my hat to. You know, as another storm chaser, another person. So you can follow Blake on Facebook at Storm Chaser Brown, and you can follow him also on Instagram at Blake Brown Photography. And then for my second person, I have Melanie Metz. I believe mm. she is from uh, Minnesota somewhere. I can't remember exactly where, but she has just been killing it the last couple of years. Uh, she got the trail just the other day. Uh, but anyway, you can follow her on Facebook at melanie.l.metz uh and she's great she's a great photographer she's one of the original twister sisters uh from way back in the day and uh great chaser awesome great uh great stuff there cubby uh here here are my two picks uh i i would love everybody to follow uh first guy cameron j nixon and his twitter handle is at Cameron J. Nixon and Nixon, N-I-X-O-N. And uh, not only is he an amazing forecaster, a great storm chaser, but uh, really fantastic uh, photography as well. Uh, My second pick is Jim Tang. And uh, Jim uh, has a Twitter handle, uh, Weatherman, which is W-X-M-A-N. And, and one of those guys that uh, you just always know when you see his name pop up that you're uh, going to love the photos that pop up. So those are my two, Cameron J. Nixon and Weatherman. Nick the Body, how about you? Where are we going today, Nick? I have a suggestion about a super Canadian weather nerd named Brandon Houck. Everyone in the Canadian scene knows him, but he needs to be known internationally because the guy is an absolute weather whiz. He will answer all of your weather questions. If you have a, photo- a photograph that you're unsure about what you're seeing in the sky, he's going to find out exactly what it is for you because he's well connected to all of the people who would know that information. And he never sleeps, apparently, because he tweets about weather all day and all night. And he can be found at Hauk is Paukus, WX. <laughs> H-O-U-C-K-I-S-P-O-K-I-S-E-W-X is his Twitter handle. The second person I would suggest you follow is a man by the name of Christopher Graham. And um, I like Chris um, because I often uh, see him out in the field when I'm storm chasing and he takes wonderful uh, photos in Saskatchewan. And if you follow him right now, immediately at CG Photography, you will be his thousandth follower. He has 999 followers as of right. Right on. Well, listen, Cubby, uh, let's go to one of your picks for who to follow. Um, tell us about your guest and our friend, Blake Brown. Well, Blake, I've known Blake. I don't know. Blake, what do you think? Like five, six years now? Yeah, right probably five, five, four or five, six years, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he comes from Texas. He's the man in Texas, uh, killer storm chaser, always right in the mix, you know, close. He gets close, which I can appreciate and uh, a killer photographer. So we have you on here, Blake, tonight. Let us know what is one of your craziest, most insane moments in the last in, in your storm chasing career? 
Man, I've had so many that I was I was trying to think about that today, and I I'm probably forgetting like some insane ones that I probably should talk about. But the one that really comes to mind, especially it's from this year, it was the March 13th. There's a local outbreak uh, here in the Texas Panhandle, and um, you know there was there was quite a few pretty big tornadoes, and a lot of that day was a lot of them were rain wrapped, except for the one that was just south of Happy Texas, which for somehow. It wasn't, you know, we chose the Southern storm should have went North, missed it. Um, but long story short, we ended up making our way East. Um, and I uh, got over to groom Texas and the, the original storm that we were on actually came up from the, uh, you know, moving Northeast and we intercepted it just South I 40 and it had a, a pretty big wedge tornado, uh, before it dropped into this Canyon area and then it got super rain wrapped and then it emerged closer to 40 and began its rope out phase. Uh, and from that point, we ended up dropping down to Clarendon. And that's when we uh, got into the, the thick of it on that one. That one was super rain wrapped. The only way you could see it is if you were either in it or next to it. And we kind of chose both. Um, we kind of coming up from the north or coming north from uh, 287 at Clarendon. Uh, and you could kind of see it in the viewfinder. You could actually see the tornado in the viewfinder, like on your phone or the camera. And you, but you couldn't see it with your eyes because it was raining so hard. And we just kind of kept driving up in there. And, uh, you know, we finally got close enough that you could kind of see it with your eyes. And this was actually the strongest tornado of the day. I think it was rated an EF2 with 100 and upper 115, maybe. I can't remember the exact rating, but it was up there on the EF2 scale. And um, or I guess it would have been, yeah, somewhere around there. Anyway, we drove, we were driving to the north and uh, the tornado was moving north, but it slowly started to shift its track east as it was kind of roping out, which is normally weird. It usually goes to, you know, to the left instead of the right. And we kind of got right up in there uh, into the uh, into the outer circulation. And at that point, it already it started to kind of lift up a little bit, but there was still like mesovortices kind of swinging around. And uh, we got hit by one of the mesovortices and it blew a power line down like right behind us, the pole, you know, five, two, three seconds, you know, behind, and we would have got nailed by the pole. Um, but we we're just, you know, to the north of it. And then, you know, there's debris, you know, leaves, branches flying everywhere. Uh, we had a big branch nail the front windshield as it was going across the side. And uh, at that point, you know, it's kind of over us, to, you know, it's kind of past us. Uh, the adrenaline spiked super high because you just realized you were inside a tornado. And uh, I looked over to the right and at one of the, you know, like, a decent sized brush sucked right out of the ground, like not even 20 yards from us. And I just watched it go from the ground straight up in the air. And at that point I was all like, well, I'm glad that didn't hit us at that point. Cause that would not have been fun. We would have uh, had a nice tumble through the field. Blake, what kind of, what kind of vehicle are you guys in? Uh, at this point we're in a rental vehicle and I think it was like a, a Ford escape or something. I can't oh, remember the my name. Goodness. And, and much, yeah. much damage to the vehicle. Uh, no, not really. I mean, a lot of it was on the softer end, so it didn't really put any dents. I think there was a few scratches or something on it, but we didn't break any windows or anything like that. We got very close to getting crushed by the pole. But other than that, you know, it was, uh, it was scary yet intense and, um, you know, it's a good time, I guess. Did, 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 the, did the Ford Escape live up to its name? Did it allow you to escape the grasp of the tornado? Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I, I'm i not a Ford guy. I don't know. I know you guys you guys are. I'm not a Ford guy. I've always had, I've always had a Chevy or a GMC. And 
after that ride in that Ford Escape or whatever Ford it was, uh, SUV, it was, uh, I have a lot more respect for them, you know. They, they held out. If they can hold out on a tornado, I got mad props to them, you know. Are you guys banned from like Enterprise or uh, any car rental places? Not yet, but I don't know. Might it's a write-off for those guys. They just write it off. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, they just they like to give you the ones that uh, you know, they're like, "Ah, you I see you on Facebook. We're going to give you this one, and if you total it, it's totally fine. You know, we'll just kind of total it out, get the money and just buy another one." If I remember correctly, was it you who got that video of that uh semi blowing off the road a couple of years ago? It was, yeah. It was yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That's a crazy uh video. That semi almost went fully airborne. Oh, yeah. There was I filmed, I think Within that day, I had two flip over, but if I would have stayed in the same spot, I would have had six flip over uh, and I would have got them all flipping over. But um, not even a month later, it happened again. It wasn't as intense of a wind, but it was just enough to flip a semi over. I think I was there for the, the extremely windy day. I was at that spot for, I don't know, 15 minutes and then that one flipped over. And then I helped out, you know, called 911, make sure everybody was okay. And then I left because I assumed they were going to block the road off or slow traffic down, you know, when something like that happens. And I'm like, all right, this spot's, you know, done for the day. I'm going to go film, you know, damage in town, which there was quite a bit. Roofs ripped off of some houses. And it it was just like it was a hurricane, but it was dry is pretty much what it was. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah. You can see how hard that flag's ripping back there. Yeah. Blue skies, but just blows that over. Yeah, there and, and was, you just, and you just knew it was going to happen too, right? Yeah, that that spot has a tunneling effect from like grain elevators. So that spot right there, when it's windy and the winds right out of the west or slightly to the southwest, you'll get that maximum wind flow going through those grain elevators. And I've been I've been in been near them for you know I've been going past that same spot for years. And anytime it's windy, I always notice that there's some you know in, insane wind gusts going through there. So. That day, I'm like, there's, you know, expected winds are going to be, I think there were 65 sustained, uh, 60 to 65 sustained. And then you had gust up towards an 85. I think there was an 89 in border. So that day was just like, it was literally a, a hurricane, but it was extremely dry. And, um, you know, just got that one flipping over. I went and did some damage in town. Then I came back to that spot and seen five or four more uh, trailers in the ditch. They already hauled the trucks off. I'm like, I should have stayed here. So I sat there for a minute because it was still windy. It was starting to kind of calm down a little bit, but it was still extremely windy. And I was there for five minutes and a FedEx truck came from behind me uh, and passed me. And that thing just tipped right over. And I'm like, this is, I'll never see this again. I mean, probably if I do, it'll be a long time from now because that doesn't really happen. Chris had mentioned your Facebook page, but any other way that we can follow along with your journey? So Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are all Blake Brown Photography. And then you have uh, my Twitter is Blake Brown WX because um, photography in there what was too long. So Blake Brown WX on Twitter. All the other ones are um, uh, Blake Brown Photography. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Uh, this is something we're going to do, I think, on a regular basis. Hey, guys, is bring on some chasers and just let them tell a little bit of their story and share how uh, people can follow along. So thanks, Blake, for being the first one. And, Thank you. I really uh, appreciate the invite. And listen, man, if, if this COVID thing 
goes away. Maybe n- next year we'll we'll be able to get down and uh, reconnect again. We better uh, as we have in the yeah we better exactly yeah so. yeah we we need to we need to meet up again and do some uh, side bets for dinner and stuff like we <laughs> yeah, did over exactly. in <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome okay buddy well listen uh, thanks again for uh, uh, joining the show and I uh, hope you uh, hope you have a great off season and uh, good luck in the spring thanks yeah, Blake. all as well talk to y'all soon thanks, thank Blake. you all right that was Blake brown and uh again you can follow along with his journey uh we will have all of his contact information in the episode 11 show notes uh so let's get right into it now ricky with uh our super special guest and uh you have an introduction for us well ladies and gentlemen as you have heard tonight we have the one and only youtube star quick dick mcdick Now, don't let his provocative name fool you. This guy is smart, and he is hilarious. Tonight, I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of laughs. My history with Quick Dick is that I actually had a phone call with him years ago when he was first getting started. And you know, at that time, I had a look at his videos, and even then, it was super funny. I'm talking peeing my pants, kind of funny. And of course, you know, you can see the guy has the skills if you have a look at his content, but you never know how things will unfold for a human. And uh, it's been really cool to see a successful journey over the years, growing his YouTube over to over 70,000 subscribers now, doing regular media interviews and more. If you haven't had a chance to check out his YouTube feed, for those watching uh, right now with us, we have the link in our caption for this live video. So head to our caption, you'll find the link for his YouTube there. And for those listening to our podcast, head to YouTube and search for Quick Dick McDick. Uh, Now, that said, as you heard, do be careful about heading anywhere else to search for that name. You know, if you head to Google Images and search for him, it can go a little bit sideways, uh, Quick Dick. Anyways, uh, now, only a few will understand this reference, but I have to say it, uh, Quick Dick. I'm going to do a little predicting here. From watching your content from the very beginning, in my opinion, I feel you're going to be some sort of version of Canada's next Rick Mercer. And I'm not sure you feel about that. I think he's hilarious, dude. And what I mean by this, you know, Rick Mercer, and I find your content as well. It's very topical, slightly controversial. It's tough content, but spun in a humorous way. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, You know, I was researching you, having a look uh, for different articles on you online. And some one line that came up was, quick dick is the best thing since corner gas. Another reference a few of us will get, but uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, the last thing I will tell you about Quick Dick before we get into, into it here is this line right here that I found on his website that really just feel describes you know his outlook on life. Um, laugh often, make others laugh, be a positive member of your community, and have a positive impact on people's lives. The rest of it will take care of itself. Mr. McDick, thank you so much for joining us. Oh man, geez, thanks for having me, guys. What a geez, that's quite the introduction there. Uh, that's uh... That, that's uh, like honestly, Ricky. Thank you. That's a it's a real uh, it's a real honor to be uh, uh, compared to somebody like like Rick Mercer, or like Corner Gas with uh, with Brent Butt. Uh, man, they're you know they're hilarious Canadians, and that's and and that's great. I've been huge fans of them. A big fan of Mercer, and and obviously, how can you not be a fan of Corner Gas being from Saskatchewan? You know what I mean. For so sure. uh, thanks, really appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, yeah it's a pleasure um, being here. thanks I- for having me, guys. Unfortunately, we're out of time. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I could be here to close the show. So this has been fun. 
<laughs> Ricky, that's quite a sheet, Yakila. We're like, what do you keep that in your locker at school or what? That's quite a band. <laughs> I have been waiting years for this. Actually, this because, uh, yeah. Ricky and I actually did. What, what did we do? We did the cup thing at a at a Sask Rush game there once too. That was pretty. That's fun. right. I yeah. forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, I'll I'm remind sure. you of all the times we've hung out before. I think it's only been once. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I haven't had a question to ask you this, but I'm sure we're all wondering right off the bat, where does the name come from? <laughs> uh, so it was my Tinder username uh, is where I started off with it, um, and high school. Uh, yeah, and it was I, I don't know. I think my Tinder was broken or something. I couldn't get any matches, so I just I was like, you know what? Why don't I try this on YouTube and see how it works out? You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) no it was uh i actually it started off on snapchat is actually where all this uh where all this stuff started off and i uh i i kind of didn't want (laughs) to i kind of didn't want to be found on uh, on social media anywhere and i just had a snapchat account with my two brothers on it and like just a couple of really close friends and I, for some strange reason i don't know whether a guy had had too many drinks one night or what was going on but i was just like oh i'll I'll make this account and I'm going to call it, I don't know. I, I wanted to use my name, which is actually Dixon Delorme. And I've been called Dick all my life. So I've been a dick all my life. And uh, I was like, well, I'll incorporate Dick and I'll just try and make it hide. I don't know, like quick Dick McDick or something. And I just, I don't know. It was just completely unintentional how it started. And then I think I kind of unintentionally created the character around the name uh instead of vice versa you know what i mean so yeah. it was it was, was kind of weird how it worked out yeah that's a cool journey it's funny i call greg dick all the time but he didn't use it in his name <laughs> and, we, <laughs> and we call we call him tricky dick so <laughs> well you know what this uh, the, the name dick actually can be used in in many many different uh, <laughs> different scenarios and i can promise you you cannot come up with one that i have not heard of or have been called you, you grow up with the name dick you hear a lot of dick jokes really fast for actually <laughs> part of your life you know what i mean if you uh, grow up with a name that rhymes with dick too you'll get uh, that's that's right yeah there's lots of dick rhymes uh so i live uh I actually live in uh, Foam Lake, Saskatchewan, which is uh, it's it's like right close to Topmall. So we're about an hour uh, we're about an hour to the west of Yorkton on the Yellowhead Highway <clears throat> is where we're at. And uh, my my land uh, that I have is actually north of Topmall, and I grew up on the community pasture near Topmall, Saskatchewan. So that's kind of that's where I call home. You know what I mean? So where did this quick Dick McDick character come from? And why do you think it resonates with people so well? I think kind of the kind of the neatest thing about this whole thing is, yeah, this is just kind of always who I've really been, and and to be even like more, I mean, down to earth with it, it's it's kind of you know not a far stretch of what we really do here either. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> I, I I'm always just me. I've always kind of been me, and this is kind of you know, quick dick is maybe dick with just a little bit of barbecue sauce on him. You know what I mean? Um, like. There's, there's things in certain situations where you can amp it up and have a little more fun with it kind of thing. But it, it, it's it, what you see is pretty much what you get most of the time with me. I like to have fun um, and I like to laugh at life. Obviously, there's always times to be serious, which I usually don't like those times very much. But um, I came from an oil and gas career uh, to come back home. And uh, I was I was a actual operations manager of a fairly large company. And I felt like I'd spent too much time in my life not being able to goof off enough, which maybe some people never grow up, which is kind of me. I mean, I'm a growing up to a certain extent, but, um, and yeah, this all of a sudden just kind of turned into a thing where when 
<clears throat> excuse me, when I want to go have fun and, and have a good time, like I just kind of, I just turn the heat on a little bit and turn in the quick dick and, and, and get having some fun. And it's uh it's, it's a blast. And I think that's kind of been the neatest thing about the whole charade here. Not that it's a charade, I guess, maybe the wrong word to use is that I think people have fun when they, when they watch quick dick or hang out with them and, uh, and, and do stuff. It's, it's, it's fun. And that's, that's an important part of what life is supposed to be is you're supposed to be able to just laugh at random shit and, and have fun at it and be able to make fun of yourself too. I, I think that's maybe one of the funner things about this is like people like somebody that'll go make fun of themselves for a little while and not anybody else. And I got no shame. I'll make fun of myself all day long. You know what I mean? <laughs> I call myself quick dick guys. Like, so I, when you, so obviously you have a pretty substantial YouTube following, you pump out a lot of videos. Like what do you have like a plan in head? You're like, okay, this week I'm going to do two videos or, no. you know, if like a situation arises, you're like, okay, this will be funny. Let's shoot a video over it or. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what it is. Kelby, but like it, it started off when, when this kind of, it accidentally started grabbing traction. Uh, and I started a YouTube channel because when you do stuff on Snapchat, which is where this all started, like it's down after 24 hours if you put it to your story and never comes back again. Thank goodness, because there's some stuff I put out there I, I will probably still wind up in legal uh, battles with or whatever. But uh, it, it got to the point where people were asking me to, to send them different clips that I'd done. I'd do them a minute at a time every day. Um, and it, it got to the point where I was like, no, no, this is too much. And I was just like, here, I'll put it on a, on a YouTube channel and then you can watch it as much as you want till your heart's content. And it just exploded like unintentionally. I didn't really mean for any of it to happen, but when it started happening, even right now, like you're asking, I, like I've got, I've got 10 different things that I want to do on my next video. And it's a matter of trying to pin it down and be like, okay, I'm going to do this one and focus on this one. But I don't know if you've noticed in a lot of them, you kind of have to be thinking about all your productions that you want to do in advance, because if you want to do one on, you know, like the progression of a crop or like how harvest works or canola from start to finish, I mean, you have to have that in your mind when you're, when you're anhydrousing in the fall. And then when you're planting seed in the spring and when you're spraying, like you have to have all that done. And then when you get to harvest and then you got to put it all together and you, you really got to keep track of everything that's going on to keep all of your clips that you have. Cause it's, it's, you know, it, it's cutaway production, you know, like it's, it's 10 to 12 second clips max. And then you change scenes again. So it's a lot of stuff to keep track of. Right. So uh, let's talk weather for a second. You, you mentioned before we got started, weather is something that you start every conversation with in Tufnell. It's, it's, it's actually, it's a Saskatchewan regulation. I know we're not supposed to talk Tufnell, but I mean, if you're going to go talk one agricultural technician to another, you never just stop and be like, that's your segue into anything that you're going to talk about. Right. How's it going today? Not so bad. Pretty hot out today. Oh yeah. Hot out today. Hey, yeah, it's hot. Been dry out, hey? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been super dry out here for the last little while. You get in your rain? No, I haven't got any rain. You got any rain? Well, I got a, I got a tenth of an inch here the other night. You know what I mean? But like, it's just every single time. And that's the funniest thing I think I've seen going on here over the last little bit. Cause we've had some really like isolated showers and storms happening here. We had a wicked hailstorm come through here the last little while ago that just decimated a bunch of shit here. My, like my house here, the sidings all bastardized on it. It took the digital screen out of my smoker. Like, like it hailed here. Right. Anyways. Uh, it's the funniest thing, especially now when you're kind of in a drought, 
every like millimeter of rain and it's the only time you will ever have a farmer in saskatchewan refer to something in like a half millimeter because there's not an inch uh segment that's small enough to record how much moisture you had and you have to be able to have more than your neighbor had you know what i mean so you always just mark it up by like a half mil mil how much did you get well i i got a tenth or you know you can change over to the metric system if you're talking to a real old guy that doesn't know what he's talking about it'd be like i got a quarter of an inch oh yeah well i got you know three mils kind of thing oh you got three mils but he won't know that he actually got more rain than you did you just switch it over to the metric system right so uh but yeah it's it's so it's it's the battle of the rain gauge i did a video called battle of the thermometer where everybody compares how their weather's colder than each other's and you're like the king of the ring if you've got the coldest weather it's the same thing with with precipitation in the summertime if you got more rain only if it's a dry year then you're king of of the rain gauge and if you got less rain well i mean sorry about your luck you're just not living in a good enough spot but then if it's a wet year it's the other way around because storm comes through. so you're like oh, oh yeah I got, I got four inches and everyone's like oh we only got two we're in way better shape right <laughs> yeah the obsession with weather is universal but so is the obsession with a character like quick dick McDick because those small towns and those uh, themes that you speak about that's not unique to Canada or Saskatchewan I mean we see that all over the world it's 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 super neat and that's kind of what I've really noticed uh, even when I do like small town humor and a few different things is everybody like there's there's small towns just like Tufnell Saskatchewan all over the world like right over man like you guys are saying the people that you've got tuning in you know we get people from las vegas quebec a bunch of different places here um there's a tiny little tufnel everywhere in the world whether it's scotland or australia and like i've had people contact me from all over the place being like you know for even nigeria i've i've been in touch with people and they're just like hey, that's it's that's what it's like here and i was like well bull that's what it's like there but okay you know what i mean <laughs> and uh and uh, Cody said something in the comments there about, can you explain to my wife what a tenth of rain is, which is hilarious because it seems to be the only time that people want to talk in tenths when you're talking the imperial system is when you talk with rain because otherwise you want to go in eighths or sixteenths. But for some reason on a rain gauge, we've decided that you talk in tenths of an inch instead of an eighth or a sixteenth, right? So if you got one tenth or two tenths or three tenths, if, if you got five tenths, You'll never say you've got five tenths. You'll always say half an inch unless you sound like a big deal. Then you'd be like, oh, yeah, we got five tenths last night. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so quick question here before we go to break, uh, quick dick. Uh, yeah. So you said living on the farm, you had some bad hail uh, just yeah, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Before that, years past, have you guys ever seen a trail come by your property or – so we we haven't uh and there like there, there's not a real history but we're not really in like tornado alley here like we had a we had we had two really bad plow winds this year uh that came through that was along with the hailstorm that we got and it was really strange how it happened because and, and i don't know you guys are talking about a whole bunch of fancy clouds in the outer extremities of tornadoes and all this stuff and i'm just like oh you mean like the the place where all the shit flies around all over the place yeah i know that area but like what happened with this hailstorm is it came in and it like it they were calling for rain and we've all given up on rain and a whole bunch of stuff and uh they're like no no we're gonna get a 60 percent chance of showers tonight and you could see it coming in and you know when when you feel that that air change over to that cold air from when it's just super hot and humid and all of a sudden that that cold air comes in 
Well, when you farm around here, it kind of makes your butt pucker a little bit because you're like, I know what that's going to bring. That's going to bring hail. You know what I mean? Uh, so it came in and it was just like there was like eight pieces of hail that fell, just tiny little bastards, right? And we're like, that's it. It's over, Kate. That's no big deal. And so I was actually working on a quick dick video. So I came downstairs into my quick dick studios here. And uh, I was trying to take a few shots. And, like, there was thunder. And it wasn't letting me get the shots. And I was like, like, come on. It's over. Like, what's going on? I go back upstairs. And, guys, it, it is pitch black outside. Like, somebody had turned the lights out at 730 at night. And I was like, what is going on? And all of a sudden, it just unloads and it starts hailing and raining and the wind is just blowing. I don't know what the wind speed was. I don't have one of them wind meter things kind of thing going on here. But it was one of the worst storms I've ever seen in my life. And I wanted to get a video of it because I'm like, well, I got to be able to do something with this with Quick Dick, right? So I opened the door to my house to try and get a video of my deck. And I'm telling you, it blew me back. I'm not even lying here. It blew me back on my ass in the porch because I wasn't expecting it. There's hail and rain coming into the front door. And I just, the, the only thing I could think to do was to just try and put my head back out the door and see if Helen Hunt was outside anywhere and needed to come inside out of the weather. How big was uh, the hail? Uh, so it was it was golf ball size. Yeah. Uh, like nobody got anything bigger than that. There was a few places to the north that got baseball size stuff. Like it was taking windshields out of pickups and everything. Uh, but golf ball does, well, I mean, you guys would know uh, an obscene amount of damage. Like, I mean, there's, there's holes in all the siding on my house or whatever. And like the entire town was kind of the same way. But like we had a, we had a crop of 80 acres of peas that I'm telling you was, was, completely flattened like a board like the like a desk it was just decimated the guy that does uh, corn grazing here with his cattle had 140 acres of corn and it just it literally looked like you had gone over it with a harvester and it was all gone like Holy in just five minutes you're so when you say really quick here really quick when, when you say like golf ball size so that'd be like eight tenths <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure what the golf ball to tent translation is on that. I'll have to. I'll actually have to check my Rolodex to see what the translation is on that. <laughs> El Nino's The Tornado Hunters Podcast is brought to you by CameraEasy.ca. Anyone can take great photos. I know because I've taught thousands of people how to use their fancy digital cameras. I make it simple and easy to understand so that even a pure beginner can get the most out of their camera. So if you want better pictures starting today, check out CameraEasy.ca. And now it's time for the Camera Easy 30 Seconds to Better Photos. Here's my tip of the week. The tripod. Yeah, the tripod. Use your tripod far more than you are right now. And if you don't own one, the tripod for 100 bucks or 200 bucks is probably the best bang for your buck for any photographer. The tripod gives you the opportunity to uh, use uh, lower ISOs, better quality. It, it gives you an opportunity to use a uh, little bit smaller apertures, sharper images, 
And overall, you end up with just better photos all around. Now, obviously, some subjects, some things you can't actually use a tripod for, but when you're shooting landscapes and skies and things like this, anytime you can use a tripod, it will make your photos that much better. Welcome back to El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. Back with us again is Quick Dick McDick. Quick Dick, how's it going? Oh, just super good. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun. This has been a good little sit down here so far. You guys are kind of neat, it turns out, eh? <laughs> now, Ricky, you wanted to you wanted to get into the vehicle naming. Yeah, we got a situation. question here uh, in the comments for Doctor McDick from Alyssa Troop. <laughs> She's asking, hey, quick, did Marty or Blue Ball get any damage from the hail? So first off, who is Marty or Blue Ball? Yeah, okay, so it's it's Morty. M Morty. Uh, because uh, so that's uh, that's my pickup truck, my farm truck. Because every guys, you got a you got a farm truck, then you got the go to town truck or whatever, right? So I got a farm truck, his name's Morty, because you gotta name all your equipment or else how the hell does anybody know what you're talking about? So Morty's a nineteen ninety-four Ford F one fifty uh crew cab four wheel drive uh with a sweet 351 windsor in it uh rusted out fenders uh he's he's the truck that you get in and you just doesn't you don't even take your gloves off to get in them if they're greasy from working or whatever you just get in and go you don't got to worry about it because who's got time to keep a clean vehicle right um so yeah that's morty and i named him morty because i bought him in mortlack saskatchewan so i just called him morty i don't know seemed to fit i gotta I'm going to cut you off for a second. I think you got to explain a little bit further the difference between a farm truck and a go-to-town truck. For those who haven't grown up around <laughs> farming, what are you talking about here? Okay. Farm truck is, like I said, you you get in it. It doesn't matter. You get Your coveralls don't have to come off. Your work boots don't have to come off. You leave the windows down in the field. You fill the cab full of chaff. It doesn't matter. Once a year, whether it needs it or not, you change oil in it, you blow the cab out with an air compressor, and uh, you wash it. And you don't wash it too close with the wand because you'll wash all the fenders away because they're all starting to rust out, right? So you got to be careful with them. I do a video called Saskatchewan Farm Trucks, and that explains a lot of it, actually, on my YouTube channel there. But the go-to-town truck, now that's when you're going outside of a 100-kilometer radius of where you live. It means you're probably going to the city. So if I was going to Saskatoon, that's outside of the radius where I would trust Morty to make it to and back. Uh, so then you've got the go to town truck that stays parked in the, in the machine shed there kind of thing. So you pull the tarp off of it. You phone SGI, you put a 24 hour permit on it and you go over to town <laughs> with it. <laughs> SGI is the insurance company here, right? Um, yeah. And that one's, it's more fuel efficient. So, you know, it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to drive 500 kilometer round trip. So yeah. Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, Morty got Morty got the the piss beat out of him there in that hailstorm. Uh, but I mean, you know, the deductible is worth more than the truck is, so you don't pay the deductible. It's your farm truck. It doesn't matter. The hood's dinged up. It smashed out one of the mirrors. It's got a sweet anti theft. Uh, one of those anti theft uh, like caps on the window there, whatever on the one side. And I don't know why, because I I never locked the thing anyways. So uh but yeah so morty got beat up a little bit but he's tough he'll be fine and blue ball uh blue ball is uh is my semi so he's blue day cab peterbilt he's an 01 and uh i call him blue ball because 
nine times out of 10, when, uh, when he's driving around the countryside with me in the driver's seat, there's no time for any other kind of shenanigans whatsoever. You're just trucking basically 20 hours a day. So a, a condition usually shows up at the same time that you're doing that amount of trucking. <clears throat> so that's what I called him. I don't know. We'll let everybody connect the pieces together forever they want. But if I'm ever doing a talk at like kids school and stuff like that, it's just, you know, it's just a funny name. Yeah. Blue ball, right? All right. Well, listen, Morty we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, some weather videos here. All Nick's, right. Nick's got some stuff queued up, and and here's the way this works, uh, Dick, is that we oh. uh, we're gonna show you these videos. We're all gonna watch them together, and we're gonna talk about them. And uh, I, I think uh, some of these are kind of interesting. Nick, what do we got? Well, first off, we've got a brand new contender for um, maybe best tornado video of all time. And this one's a recent. Uh, it was yesterday. A recent, a recent harvest. Yes. Yes. This is yesterday. Ripped from the headlines of today. A tornado yesterday in Maine, Wisconsin which is in central Wisconsin and they've got a wild uh, parsnip problem there. Quick Dick, do you want to talk about wild parsnip before we watch this video or they have a wild parsnip problem? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very serious invasive species in that area. So, so apparently I've heard that that can be quite damaging to, uh, to livestock herds uh, because yeah, yeah. it's toxic, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we're lucky enough here that we don't have wild parsnips we don't even have wild boar here or anything uh which would actually be really fun to hunt but uh i guess that's kind of a crazy thing is when you get invasive species whether it be like we've got quite a bit of uh of a kosher problem around here this year and it's kind of like uh it's kind of like other things in life that actually once a few people get it and don't talk much about it it kind of spreads throughout the community pretty fast but we'll <laughs> leave that to everyone's imagination i guess <laughs> You said there's 40 people in Tufnell? <laughs> yeah, so you know fast what's going on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that wild parsnip, you rub up against it. If you're, <laughs> Those if you're parsnips. A cow or a, or a human and you got a like chemical burns. It's crazy. Anyway, let's get back to this wicked tornado. Now, this looks like it happens um, out in your neck of the woods there a little bit. It's kind of got a little parklandy feel to it there, Scale. a little western parkland feel. Jeez. Anyway, let's have a look at this uh, tornado. Now, again, Maine, Wisconsin. Now, what's interesting about this uh, video is the motion right. of the funnel itself. Greg, why right. don't you talk about that, what you're seeing here? Well, I mean, I'm just blown away by the fact that, I mean, everybody thinks of tornadoes as these spinning columns of air. And, I mean, yes, that is true. But what you're seeing here is just that totally vertical motion. Like, it, it, you don't even really see a whole lot of spinning. What you're seeing is everything just flying straight north up into the air. It's just wild. Uh, one of the coolest videos when it when it when you the two start to sort of braid amongst themselves here in a moment. Mm -hmm. Right here. This is this is maybe the coolest thing I've ever seen tornado video wise. Yeah, yeah. So the, it's got like almost two separate, very thin vortices on it, and they sort of braid together there. And here they're like twisting look, around look at each this. other. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. If you Boop. saw this in a movie, you'd be like, okay, they're, they're not real. taking it too far. Yeah. Okay. Real. Like from a storm chase perspective, is this kind of like a twin fetish kind of thing? Or how does this work? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're getting pretty jacked up over this. It's really neat, actually. Yeah. yeah what would you do if you saw this coming across your farm, Quick Dick? 
well, try and find road gear in the in the in the fifty twenty. But I mean, those bastards only move at about eighteen mile an hour, so I feel like you could try and run faster than that. But uh, man, you know what? You'd have to find a close neighbor, I guess, that's got a cinder block basement or something like that. You know, not a lot of people have storm shelters here. Maybe somebody that's got their bins that are actually anchored to the ground, and maybe you could run inside and hang on to that bastard. I don't know. Find well, some. You don't want you don't want to do the bins. Those things get hit by lightning. And they're just perfect conduits, and you're you're toast if you're underneath the bin in that. Yes, situation. that makes sense. Kay, how about yeah. if you could find somebody with a Massey 560 Field Special? I mean, that's a heavy combine. I don't know. Like, I saw some stuff thrown around in the movie Twister, but I don't think a Massey 560 would get tossed around that easy. You just go. Yeah, sorry, sorry. We speak English. We we speak English. I'm not sure what you were talking about there. Yeah, you sound like an insane person. <laughs> I was right thinking now. more Nobody like the Mass. About. I was thinking more like the Massey 680. Tracy, oh Tracy's actually good. Tracy Shell's got it right. What would I do if I saw that coming across the field? I'd probably just shit my pants. Yeah, that's right. Look at how look at how thin that is, though, at the at the ground level. Hey, know, like that right, feels right. like you. That's the width of a person. And translucent, pretty much at the edges there too. I like that. Yeah, good. Well, you know, Nick, you Nick, Nick, the body mentioned uh, that this had a, a bit of a resemblance to last year's Ashby, Minnesota tornado which was the tornado of the year last year um and this has very same feel neither of them was very damaging or anything but just visually impressive to look at do they have awards for that like tornado of the year is there some kind of award show that i've been missing for years on on like storm yes. yeah yeah it's uh, it comes on right after the emmys oh so nobody watches right <laughs> oh okay right. yeah so this looked like it was just like someone filming it on their phone from like a porch. Of course it was. So I guess that's my big question out of this whole thing is it like, who's who's filming this stuff? Thanks. I think th I think this is just a dude on his porch. So no. Somebody who somebody who should be going to their basement right that's now, but actually probably spent probably pan to the right a little bit on that tree. They've got their still set up over there, and they're just like, "Wow, oh, this is the craziest thing I ever seen." I'm just gonna stand here and film it. Yep, that's exactly yeah, what that uh, is what wild. happened. Pretty sure. And then he would have got on the phone. He would have been like, "Holy." Sh guy you won't believe what's in my freaking field right now it's unreal out here you yeah you're right we got a twister out here yeah it's great oh you can see it from uh three miles away yeah yeah craziest thing i ever saw or no this would be the, this would be the ultimate situation in which you would be able to trump the weather that your neighbor's having so you right. would just home and be like yeah larry what's going on over there not much uh, oh yeah hey i got a tornado in my front yard what about you you got anything no, I do not yeah. have a tornado. Yeah, well, you know, we, we get pretty serious weather. Over Larry here. would be like, uh, Larry's in the outer band, though. So he's like, yeah, but I got uh, eight tenths over here. How much rain you got in your gauge so far? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, do you win? I, you know what? We've never been presented with this, that situation in the battle of the of the rain gauge here, I guess. Do you win if you have the tornado and no, no rain? Or do you win if you have oh, the Oh, yeah, rain? for sure you win. Okay. For sure you win. Tornado trumps everything. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So tor tornadoes like the like the five of hearts and three spot. Are we allowed to talk that yeah. much to Saskatchewan or no? That's a Kaiser <laughs> reference, and that's uh, that's going to fall on a lot of deaf ears too. But, uh, I got it. Now this is uh, the aforementioned Ashby um, tornado, which I think in my books is probably the tornado video of all time. Although that one, that one we just saw is pretty similar, but a very similar feel to this one. But look at the open air 
um, on that left edge there. But again, just uh, absolutely incredible video of a close up, very thin tornado. This one actually ended up becoming uh, being an EF four. Um, and I think it actually did kill someone too, if I recall correctly, even though it was kind of out in the out in the open, I think somebody took shelter in a in some um, some farm shelter that didn't quite uh, hold up, but uh, incredibly somebody, violent tornado. Can somebody explain to me why there are people like going around each other and getting out and trying to be like at the front of the line to see the tornado? Like, is this? It, it looks like people are lining up for Chuck E. Cheese or something like that <laughs> and want to get to the front of it. It's all about positioning. Turn around and go the other way. All about positioning. Yeah, they're storm chasers. Uh, they're idiots. <laughs> Tell you what, McDick. When a guy fails out of high school, runs out of options, this is it. This is your career. You go farming. Is that where that was headed? <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, my goodness. You're either in the truck by the tornado or you're in the barn on the other side. One of those two <laughs> options. Now, the, filming this uh, here is uh, Scott Peak, another uh well probably one of the best chasers out there um but just phenomenal footage and just think about having the uh frame of mind while you're uh, seemingly meters away from this violent tornado to be filming and repositioning the camera and you know doing all of that stuff while you got this tornado in front i mean i think it's pretty amazing quick way to get your crop off too eh <laughs> This is called expedited harvest is what it's called. Yeah. Organic harvesting. Look yeah, at that. That's insane. I think Scotty chases solo too, just like Andy used to back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a wild tornado video. Is that a thing like yeah. solo chasing versus group chasing? Hey, I mean, it's a genre of chasing. Those are two different genres. Yeah. Incredible. I got, uh, I think we, I think we should do this last one. This is a bit of a quick sure. one and, uh, it's got a bit of a, um, we say a uh, uh, farming uh, theme to it. Oh, um, I'll just let uh, maybe uh, maybe old uh, Quick Dick can describe what's going on in this video. All right, so we've obviously got some crazy bastards on the. What did the whole town come out to whole see? Whole town's this there. Yeah, on the dirt road. Oh man, that's a little ways out there. Yeah, yeah. When you see a group of twenty people, you figure the whole town's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that, that's the entire town. Actually, that's what we call a traffic jam where I come from. What do you got there on the right? What is that piece of machinery? That's a pivot, right? So that's uh -oh, irrigation. Uh oh, uh oh. Now they're getting a little close here. They're in good oh, shape. Thought, they're all right. I thought the those pivots, pivots are was, heavy, right? Uh, yeah, they're really heavy. Actually, well, we don't have a lot of irrigation around Tuff. No. Oh, you've got to be kidding me! <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's. Like to blow a pivot over like that is some wind blowing. I did not see that coming. But like totally destroyed the front windshield. Okay. Are, do you guys all run around in rental vehicles? Because that's like even your guys' podcast that I was listening to before. You're like, yeah, we ran from these guys, these guys, these guys. And I'm just like, who in their right mind would rent to you crazy bastards? <sighs> they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> But that's a, like in all honesty for a pivot to blow over because there's really no like resistance. You know what I mean? Like it's just a skinny pipe out in the middle of the open. You know what's great? You know what's great about this video? Nick, can you go to the part where uh, the shot of George Coronas who's driving the van, uh, when the pivot hits the truck and smashes the windshield, what? Um, the look on his face is not fear. It's 
pure joy. happiness. Yeah. It's like joy. absolute joy. Watch his face. He goes, oh, we just got hit. And then look. <laughs> okay, has somebody told him that this is not a video game at Rockers? Like, there's actually stuff flying at you. So the only thing I can think through that whole scenario there is I really hope that that farmer had insurance on that pivot. <laughs> that's, that's an expensive uh, sum bitch right there uh, 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 oh, yeah, well, uh, you think yeah there's there needs okay. to be a lot of insurance involved there but uh george just for reference the joy here that you're seeing on his face like this is a guy who got married on the side of an active volcano right so i mean it's oh one of those guys yeah. he's one of those guys yeah yeah i got you. his his idea of an outing is not heading into shiho for a cup of coffee what How's that not an outing? That's quite a huge outing, actually. I think you even have to change boots to go to Shiho and have coffee. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Actually, you can you can actually make it a snowmobile outing in the wintertime. You can actually go to the Queen's Hotel in Shiho and like it's you leave from home and you make it a little all the way out there and then you have steak uh, yeah, I, and then you come I back. Spent a, I spent uh, I spent a week at the Queen's Hotel one night back in my day. <laughs> If they still had the Blue Zone girl, uh, the Pam Anderson poster in there, you were in there in the right era. That's for sure. Now let's get into uh, our, uh, we're going to call this kind of like our speed round. And and tonight what we're going to do, Dick, is uh, we're going to play a game of word association. Okay. okay. So here's how the word association is going to work. Um, I'm going to get, I'm, I'll, I'll say the, the word. And you need to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this word, okay, word or phrase. And uh, and then I'm going to go to the uh, El Ninos here, the other Ninos, and say, okay, what did what did what comes to your mind as well? Now I'm giving them a few extra seconds. Yeah, I feel like they got kind of the advantage. Yeah, here but but, have but you, you gotta be careful when you start doing games like this. It gives you a real like front row into how my mind actually works, and it can be a little bit scary at times. Correct. And the reason I'm giving the extra time, uh, for example, for Ricky and for Cubby is for obvious reasons, they're going to need a little extra time uh, to uh, associate words with things. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get right into this. OK. Word association. Gust front. Gust front. What in the f is a gust front? <laughs> a gust, a gust front is. I don't know. I want to say that it's. I want to associate the word gust with gusset for some reason. And when you are trying to beef up a trailer or try and haul a few extra bales, you want to gusset the front of the trailer a little bit more so it doesn't break when you overload the bastard. But I don't think that's the right word, is it? Yeah, you no, you're it. not even close. Yeah. Prairie oysters. The most delicious delicacy on the prairie, actually. Yeah, if you haven't had them, you're not living life. Mm, tell us more. So it's really simple. So it's branding season, right? So that's when uh, the calves are—they're kind of younger or whatever. And uh, so when a, we'll make it, a, we'll make it a, a, a dick's notes because uh, I don't call them fulls notes; they're dick's notes. Uh, so when a when a bull cow loves a a, a a cow cow, they actually make a baby, and then the baby grows up, and then you can't have the baby procreate throughout the herd, so you must, you know, castrate them. And that's a delicacy that you eat after the labors of branding. And you bread them in flour and salt and pepper, fry them in a cast iron skillet over an open fire and eat them. And contrary to popular belief, uh, it has nothing anywhere near the effects that Viagra does. So I've been told. 
Uh, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Are we allowed to swear on this spot? I think I have been swearing a little bit. The cancer of Canada. Can we call him that? <laughs> Stain on the undershorts of society. How do we... I'm not sure. All right, next one. Mamatis. Mamatis. Who's mad at me? My mom's mad at me? Mamatis. Mom's mad at us? Mom's mad at us? Mom's all mad at us. Usually a lot of the dumb shit that we do, but... Uh, uh, mostly because of my swearing. I don't know. Is... So yeah, not even close again. They're they're oh, actually man. clouds. They're actually clouds. Oh. They look they look like breasts though. If that oh, means you mean the clouds, Mamatis? Of course, yeah. I think from now on, I'll be associating that with uh, <laughs> Mom's mad at us. Yeah, mom's mad at us. <laughs> let's go. Oh. Let's go the uh, corner gas route, um, oh, and uh, I'm going to hit you with the word "sheho." Sheho. It's the second best place in the world to visit. Who after? Well, I mean, Tafmo, of course. Yeah. See, okay. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go like really negative on the sheho thing. Oh no, Shiho's you know, fantastic. Like, I played uh, so like that was the next closest like I place. Thought, I thought I thought I thought you guys would do like Shiho. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not like a, no. You want to do that? It's got to be Theodore. Theodore. Oh, you mean Theodore? Oh yeah. No. Okay. So Shiho's where I played rec hockey when I was a kid. But as the crow flies in Saskatchewan, like when you're in rural Saskatchewan, there's like you're always on the very outskirts of of the district of where you're supposed to go to school. And had there been an actual road that connected us to the proper RM, I would have gone to school in Sheehill, but there wasn't. So I had to go to Foam Lake is where I went. But I'm, like my best friend actually came from Sheehill and played beer leagues hockey there. And it's shorter to drive to Sheehill than it is to Foam Lake from Tufnell, believe that or not. But they still charge you long distance to call there, which I've never understood. <laughs> uh, that one really pissed me off. We paid it. I mean, you know, you got to pay an extra three cents to talk to people in Shiho. No big deal. But uh, fun, fun, sorry, fun fact about Shiho is uh, they actually sold and reopened the Queen's Hotel there. And uh, if you're moving along the Yellowhead Highway and you do not stop in at Shiho for a hamburger, you're uh, you're you're missing you're missing out. Tracy, Theodore is your hometown. Sorry to hear about that, Tracy. Home of the <laughs> Buffaloes, hey? Bunch of dirty bastards. <laughs> okay, let's go. Tracy, I love Theodore. Sorry. <laughs> let's go to the next one. Here's the next word association. Plowwind. Plowwind. The dirty bastard that took out our f***ing corrals. <laughs> Once again, I go with brown. <laughs> well, here's the here's the cool thing about plow winds, quick dick, is that uh we all know somebody's from Saskatchewan when they say plow winds because everywhere else on earth they refer to it as a microburst. Oh. Um but apparently back in the day Saskatchewan people couldn't pronounce that, so they just called it plow wind. No, no, no. It's just it's just a different context in Saskatchewan because a microburst is when your jerry can of gasoline lights on fire. <laughs> Uh, that's a microburst. Yeah, is how that works out. Yeah, plow wind is a plow wind or whatever. It's either a wind that's really strong when you're plowing the land, or it's a wind that comes through and plows everything down. We had one come through, like I was talking about with that hailstorm. It took out 10% of the wind fence in our feedlot. 
Wow. Motor radar. Like that, uh, that wind fence served its purpose very well. I mean, it, it, it harnessed the wind, but it could not stand up to it. So it mm -hmm. laid over like mm -hmm. it, it sacrificed it, itself for the farm. It, it placidly laid over like a Justin Trudeau. If that's, if we're still doing word association, I'm not sure how it works, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, we got to tear it down and, and rebuild 10% of our feedlot, uh, with, uh, with super cheap lumber prices that are going on right now. <laughs> right. So Good awesome. timing, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Listen, uh, quick Dick McDick, what a pleasure to have you on ton of fun and listen, you kept us laughing the whole time. And for anybody who's tuned in, whether you're from Saskatchewan, whether you're from somewhere else in Canada, whether you're from the States or as the case may be, Argentina or somewhere over in Europe, you got to follow him on YouTube. Uh, just do a search for Quick Dick McDick. Uh, great fun. I hope we get a chance to have you back on sometime and, and reconnect down the road. Um, how can people follow along with you other than your your uh, um, YouTube channel? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. This has been this has been really fun. Actually, this was a blast. Uh, yeah. So YouTube, uh, Quick Dick McDick. Uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, I seem to be on Twitter more than anything. I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm, I'm out of touch with reality. Uh, but so I'm at Quick Dick McDick on Twitter. At Quick Dick McDick on Facebook. For some reason, somebody had Quick Dick McDick taken on Instagram or they wouldn't let me use it. So I'm QD McDick on Instagram uh, and Quick Dick McDick on, uh, on TikTok as well because I like to make sure that Xi Jinping knows what I'm doing. So I figured I'd have a, a TikTok account. You know what I mean? Um, All right. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank everybody who tuned in as well. Thanks for uh, thanks to Quick Dick McDick. Thanks to Blake Brown, who was on earlier telling his story. Uh, don't forget uh, to uh, hit the like button, hit the follow button on whatever podcast app you have. And listen, give us a, a, a five star rating if you enjoyed the show. Believe it or not, that makes a big difference when it comes to uh uh, how the show gets rated in the podcast apps and leave us a comment. One thing that we're going to start doing now, we've been getting some comments on the different podcast apps. We're going to start uh, reading your comments, good or bad. If you think the show's crap, then tell us that as well. Uh, we'll, we'll have some fun with those. In fact, I, I actually generally kind of really like the ones where we get uh, roasted. Ricky, you've got a collection of those, I think, uh, that you've been keeping. So I think uh, the show is crap. <laughs> yeah, well fair enough um so anyway listen for for quick dick mcdick for uh, cubby for ricky forbes for nick the body i'm greg greg johnson they call me greggles and uh thanks for uh tuning in and we'll see you next time Oh, it's taking up potholes. <laughs> <laughs>